Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It felt like the NHL trade deadline was today. The, for the second time this week, the Coyotes have played a team that had a major trade go down and crazy news surrounding them. Um, and the Arizona Coyotes lost the tank battle against the Chicago yeah, yeah. Blackhawks, I guess. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show. Brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah, here with Petey. Craig calling in for Mullet shortly. Petey, you've got two sides already. They understand the assignment. I know they do. But when I say they, I mean Bill. And that's it. Because the coaching staff and the players clearly don't understand the assignment. And you take the the all-star center Nick Bukestad out of the lineup thinking that will deflate this team. And that doesn't happen. Here's the reality. Chicago played in Anaheim last night. That's a tough back-to-back. It's tough getting... First, they we wanted them to go to overtime. They didn't. But it was a late game. Our time zone difference. Chicago was out of gas. All the emotions today with Patrick Kane and everything going on in the Chicago locker room. Even though Kane left before the team played in Anaheim. It was still a, a very emotional day in the Chicago Blackhawk locker room through their media and everything. It was a big deal. Um, they just didn't have it today. That Chicago Blackhawk team has played better than that over the last month, and they didn't have any gas today, and it showed. And Arizona just kept coming in waves. And it's funny because this could have been a lot worse than 4-1. to one. I, I think if you look at some of the opportunities the Coyotes had earlier in the game, that this could have been even worse than 4-1. to one. So the Coyotes are better than the team. They get a win and move forward with 22 games to go. Yeah, we were at the game tonight for the first two periods, and you look at that the lineup sheet for Chicago, and you're looking at it. First of all, Patrick Kane's name still on it. Um, <laughs> a little delayed there. But you're looking at it, and I'm sure people have the same thought when they look at the Arizona Coyotes sheet, but like I didn't know who half those people were because how could they when Chicago is trading away everybody this week, which is what I think a lot of Coyotes fans maybe thought would happen. Again, the trade deadline's Friday. It's only Tuesday. A lot can happen between now and then, but it could have gone two ways. Chicago could have said, like, look look what's happened. Let's pull up our bootstraps and prove ourselves. Or it could have gone the way it did tonight. But it went the way it did tonight. And and I think what they had was a little bit of what you maybe I expect in the Coyote locker room. When you see a player like, and they all knew Patrick Kane was leaving. We've known this for months. 
It was just a matter of time. But when he got held out of the lineup in Anaheim, and you go, okay, the, the, the room knows he's leaving. Like, this is imminent. But today it really happened, and I think it really deflated that room. I think it's it, – he's a fiction in that locker room for 20 years, and he's a, it's a big deal. Like, and I think that really affected their emotions. I thought – the Coyotes would start. You read Craig's article today about the emotions of a trade deadline. <laughs> made me, it made me so I know. sad. <laughs> and so you get that. And then you, you sit out Nick Bugstead, who's really well liked in the room, and Chikrin's still out. And you go, okay, this is coming. Like there, there are people going to be leaving soon. I thought that would affect them a little negatively, too. And I thought they'd have a hard time getting into this game. Um, and, and I thought that might give Chicago the advantage, especially on the road, but it just didn't happen. The Coyotes look good, and like they've happened happened every time this season somebody else comes in and, and takes their place and and who takes bukestead's place at center ice on that his, line his minnesota well, counterpart his minnesota par- counterpart gets the big goal and mcbain fills his spot in, in center <laughs> what, ice and what a night for jack mcbain before we go too much farther can i talk about something at the t- today's game mm-hmm. that and i can i swear i heard it on tv you guys commented on it you heard somebody people Talk about it on the radio. Talk about it. I saw it on Twitter that people were saying the radio were talking about it. There were opportunities again in this first period. Oh, yeah. This is funny. Where the Coyotes do not shoot the puck. And it's their be- Keller's right there. Shoot the puck. Laurent Dauphin is on a two-on-one on the dot. Passes it behind him over a player to get to Cassian. People are yelling. I swear I heard people yelling shoot on TV. And, and, I, and I know it's not just because of what we do, but we do encourage people to yell shoot when they don't shoot. And then look at their first two goals. Yeah, Boyd's goal, it was a it it was a not a great shot. It's just funny off their defenseman yeah. stick and it goes in. And the second shot's a floater from Schmaltz. I still think it may be over the head, but the official didn't. So Hayton gets the assist or a goal on that one, but just by putting pucks at net. So lesson of the day. Get pucks on net. Just shoot the goddamn puck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I did to DP. But. No. Okay. It's not you. It it's, starts with the super chat. Okay. So let's, yeah, let's read the oh, super okay. chat from Altex. So thank you, Altex, for the $5 super chat. <laughs> said, I bid $550 on the Cassian warm up jersey. I lost the bid. So here's $5 I was trying to put toward that. He had, um, he also almost had two chances of scoring a goal. Thank you for your super chat. And then blatantly asked and said, this just in, someone paid at least $551 for the jersey. Uh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That's good stuff. That's someone good stuff. paid $700 for a Zach Cassian jersey. Yeah. Wow. Oh, if you're one, if you're that Trade person, please make yourself now. Exactly. To this day, my I think my favorite moment moment in the history of Coyotes hockey is the the brief moment that I thought Zach Cassian was going to attempt an, going to an going to <laughs> attempt a Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and real Zach Cassian fans know what I'm Our talking about. Our show would have exploded. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Oh well, let's get into it. Uh, you talked about the shots on net PD, and let's yes. look at the numbers and how everything. Shook out uh, the Coyotes, of course, outshot the Chicago Blackhawks in one because, of course, 33 to 24 were the shots. They outshot them every step of the way. This was one of those games. I, I It's rare the Coyotes look like the better team. Um, again, night in and night out, they did look like the better team. 
not a ton of penalties in this one. Obviously, we saw the offsetting majors for fighting, although it was a four on four because roughing. But it, it was a pretty physical game, I will say. We'll get more into the, the fighting and stuff in a second. But guys were throwing their bodies around. You can see it reflected in the hits 27 to 21 in favor of the Coyotes. But what are your overall impressions? <sighs> well, a couple of shocking things here. First, the Coyotes had over 30 shots and they won a game which is only the second or third time that that's happened all season when they get 30 shots, they usually lose. So that they also outshot an opponent. Those two things happening concurrently in the same game, we'll have to go to um, our research department because that just doesn't happen. Um, they were the better team. They were the faster team. When this team skates, they look good and they win. And I thought Laurent the fan looked good. Yeah. I thought him getting called up last minute. When, so something must have happened with said because that wasn't the plan this morning, as far as you guys knew. He was on the ice for practice. Yeah. So I saw was, him with my own two eyes. That was not part of the plan. This So this is all stuff that evolved throughout the day. Yeah. And as people followed Twitter and the NHL trade deadline, there are so many moving pieces today. Today felt like the trade the deadline. deadline. Like, yeah. I feel bad for the network shows that yeah. go live on Friday, what are like, about? what are the crickets? Friday. Nothing. Like, everybody, all the big ones are, literally all the big ones are gone, aren't they? Except Chikrin. Chikrin, I think they're still calling the big one now because there's Tarasenko and Kane and O'Reilly and they're all gone. Yep. It's and that's still, it's still three days away. Today, there was something in the water today. So the Coyotes, it's, it's other people. Like, every time this team just finds a way to step up and somebody else pulls the rope and they play well. And, I, and by the way, if you see Stetcher on that last goal, that not the last goal, the third goal, that Stetcher move, yeah. buddy, that's two games in a row where Stetcher has done a spinorama move in tight and hasn't scored. It's coming, Troy. How about, how about a Troy Stetcher in Michigan? Yeah. Why not? All about it. Why not? I just want... I will tattoo Batman's face. I just want, some, I just want somebody like really obscure to score on Michigan for the Arizona Coyotes. I'm all the internet would literally explode. I will go on record right now and say <laughs> that if anyone not named Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, Barrett Hayton, Matias Michelli... Is there any other anybody else that I'm forgetting that could reasonably pull off a of Michigan? If anybody other than like one of those four, I guess, pr successfully scores a Michigan, I will get their number tattooed on my body. There you go. All right, That's, clip it. Listen, Troy. Let's go, <laughs> Nick Ritchie. Let's Nick go, Ritchie. Nick Ritchie. <laughs> what would be the worst number to possibly have? Ooh. For the record, 44 is like a huge, very important number to my alma mater. So you're okay with so Cassie. So is that Cassie in Michigan? I, would, you're right I think all text would get a tattoo with you yeah, probably. Probably, You don't think he already has one? <laughs> <laughs> he's, got the whole, he's got the spread eagle Cassie across the back. Oh, my God. Yeah, Maybe. It's just been strange. We'll talk more about the but, it's a, but let's be happy again for yeah. today's win. There, this, this team is going to go through a difficult three days here. At least we think they are. I, We'll see. Like... We'll talk more trade deadline, but we'll see. Yeah, so we think it's going to get difficult. When it gets difficult, they're going to lose games. So it's okay to get a win. Well, the reason I brought up Travis Boyd earlier when you had mentioned that, because I thought yes. you were saying who's, film, who's filming in uh, said's minnesota -ness. And as soon as we were crying about, literally, well, we were crying all together as one in unison on Twitter, <laughs> he scored. Like, it was almost like a sign. I also kind of took a shot at him before the game because there was a little graphic where they were, like, showing each player's, like, Favorite show, blah, blah, blah. And one, his his favorite goal song was a Drake song. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's too bad we never get to hear it. Sure enough. And, and then they didn't play, play, did play it. it. I wish more teams Cold did world. that. Just saying. Um, but Travis Boyd, let's, talk about, Boyd, yeah, let's talk about him for one second. His ninth goal of the season, 
three goals in his last five games. Like, hello, good morning, Travis Boyd. Heater. He's awake. He's there. He's ready. He's all in. Crazy. And second in shots, only behind Shane Gossenspear today with five. He had four. Buzzing. I tell you what. And listen, you already said it. The Coyotes goals tonight, except for the last Schmaltz goal, they were all kind of ugly. They were all weird. They were all strange. Um, But but like we've been saying for the last few weeks, you got to shoot. Got to shoot. People have been yelling to shoot. And if you shoot, look what happens. Good Weird shit. Like what happened tonight? Um, so <laughs> Patrick Nemeth with the Michigan. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes, please. Joel Will Smith, Michigan. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait. And, and then Caleb said, "What stage of grief is being?" Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's like one of those foggy things. Like, I, 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 I did say they needed to lose this one because I thought this is the gap is closing. I'm Who won? I'm so upset because if you go on chgo's yes uh, are they happy right now yeah so their thumbnail says the perfect tank day so we're running could have been us those shows are concurrent and they're happier i just want everyone to know that i'm gonna go comment on their show from my hnx account buffalo sabers made the ultimate sacrifice for the coyotes they did and you spoiled it they did just saying we talk about columbus and columbus is right at the bottom with thinking there's no way this columbus team is going to win games they beat the wagon that is the Buffalo Sabres today. The wagon that is the Buffalo Sabres without Rasmus Dalene or Alex Tuck. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I just commented from the PHNX account. We're upset on the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show. But it's true because you look at that. What happens? So the Coyotes sit with fifty-one. Now they would have been tied with Chicago with both with forty-nine. San Jose with forty-eight. Who was ahead, by the way? And I'm forty-seven, forty-six. They all would would have been within three points. But the Coyotes now are five points from Columbus. We'll see what this does. The funny thing. With all of these teams at the bottom, is they're all sellers at the trade deadline? And it really affects what happens in the room. And sometimes it can give you a boost because it gives you, it's getting people an opportunity to play that don't normally play. It's giving kids from the American League get called up um, that aren't playing at all. And this is their chance. So you just don't know what these mixes you go, okay, well, what if the Coyotes lose player A, B, C, and D? They're going to stink. And you go, yeah, but maybe they don't. Maybe maybe somebody is called up from the American League, or or maybe a player like Michelli goes on a tear because he's getting more ice time. You just don't know how it's going to affect each team differently. I, I thought Chicago looked deflated, and they've been playing well for the last few weeks. Columbus, they're going through it, but they get a big win against Buffalo today. So I, I don't think it's automatically you can say, oh, they're losing their players, they're going to stink, because I, I don't think that's an yeah. automatic. I know. And and we can't get too down on the fact that it wasn't a perfect tank night because the fact that we're even talking about Arizona and Columbus being within five is and Anaheim being within five is something we never could have right. fathomed. When they're up by eleven, yeah. Time, exactly. Yeah. So they're they're still very much in the mix. Sure, it wasn't the perfect tank day like the Chicago Blackhawks had. Ugh, not salty. <sighs> but there was some there was some fun stuff that happened in this game sure. for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Barrett Hayton he scored his ninth goal of the season. That one was weird. It took for that was weird. took them forever to figure out what was going on there. Um, we 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 rewatched it a thousand times trying to figure out what was going on. But his ninth goal of the season, seven goals, fifteen points in twenty five games since it's been twenty twenty three. So he's kind of heating up Barrett Hayton and of course Schmaltz and Keller on the assists on that one. That line has just kind of been on fuego. But and I will clear this up a little bit because I know when you're talking about that point, the delay between first of all. They looked at the goal. It was a good goal right away. The delay, because you didn't have the benefit of all the stuff we had sitting at home on the couch, is uh, the delay was over the penalty to Tenorti, and should he be out of the box or not? 
Mm. And so they were going to the timekeepers. I thought they the were evaluating it for. Wasn't the goal. It was the time. They had said it was a good goal and it was counted. And then they went to the timekeepers and they were debating on what the time left um, on the penalty should have been. And he should have still been off of the ice. So Tenorti had to leave the Chicago bench and go to the locker room. So it was all about Tenorti. It was nothing to do with the goal. Well, it was still it was still strange because you couldn't tell if it hit him or not. I again, I usually like to call it like I see it. I would have liked to maybe see another replay because I think his stick was high. But I was right there with you the whole time. I yeah, thought it was too. We were too. And at that point, that was kind of a turning point for the game because if they had called off that goal, Chicago could have had their chance to come back. Yep. And they did it. And they so. didn't. So that makes that's a big goal. But it's it's Barrett Hayden getting to the net doing what he does well. And that's he has been so good net front of late. I tell you what, since he's joined Schmaltz and Keller. He's been a factor, and it's not always showing up. Even the, the the Schmaltz goal today, look where he is. I mean, he's he's disturbing activity around the front of the net. Even if he doesn't end up being a part of of the assists, he's he's involved because he's doing yeah. the things right around the net. Yeah, and then that Schmaltz goal, that was the most beautiful goal of the day, for sure. What a feed from Keller, Gosper on the other assist, but Nick Schmaltz is 18th of the season, so he just continues to be absolutely electric. And Caleb, McBain only got a five. Tenorti got a five and a two. So Tenorti had seven minutes. McBain only had five. There you okay. Go. Well, yeah, McBain was just one assist away from a Gordie oh. Howe hat trick. And, and that fight? Okay, so we have video of the fight. This is courtesy of me. And also Sean tweeted a really good video on his account on Twitter, at Sean underscore to pause. This was like an old school classic hockey oh. tail. And watch right now. He boom, oh. helmet off. Oh. Like this fight was ridiculous. It was one of the crazier fights I've seen in I, a very long time. This McBain kid, like to be a college kid, Tenorti can, Tenorti's a big kid. Tenorti had a cup of coffee here in Arizona, played in the minors here. He's, he is a big, tough customer. And McBain's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's, and he, he got a couple of good shots, and the one that knocks his helmet off is I mean, that, that's a that's a big boys. Um, that's a heck of a fight. I, I've got to, McBain has shown me something I didn't know he had in his repertoire this season. How tough he is, and how he comes to the aid of his teammates. He's driving the net, and he does a lot of good things offensively. But something like that, he, he wow. And Bill Armstrong likes these big, strong, yep. tough guys. He's got one. Yep. So what a night for him, filling in in that. Bukes that spot, getting that big fight, and then also scoring his eighth goal of the season tonight. Yeah. Again, not necessarily the prettiest goal we've ever seen, but a goal nonetheless. And for all of these achievements, we have decided to crown Jack McBain tonight's DraftKings king of the game with his two-thirds of a Gordie Howe hat trick, or as someone on Twitter said, the Gordie Howell hat trick. Um, I want to get make sure I give them credit, uh, Rob, on Twitter. Thank you for that one. Unfortunately, a little short for uh, Jack McBain, but uh, one as, goal and Donnie Brook. <laughs> one Donnie Brook, Sean. That's unreal. Um, the greatest word of all time. Also, McBain, Jack McBain, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, oh. Well, congrats to Jack McBain for being tonight's DraftKings King of the Game. Kind of a, a off the books one for us, which I always yep. like when that's the case. But I've always said this again and again: if you want to win yourself some money on DraftKings, Keller Schmaltz points. Like at this point. Yeah. You're just kidding yourself to not yes. do it. Um, it's just an easy bet on DraftKings. So check that out. And also, 
Coyotes, they've kind of they've been playing pretty good hockey as of late. So if you want to sprinkle some money on them or, you know, it, it's just there's just so much you can bet on on DraftKings. KD is finally making his Phoenix Suns debut this week. Yeah, tomorrow. we're supposed to tomorrow, right? Yep. So you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX, and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Definitely check that out. And PD, you cracked something open when we sat down. What do you got? Yeah, we we, we had to go for Kilt Lefter, and I'm sure we're going to get it. Talk about why at some point in today's show, but it was it was mandatory kit lifter night tonight. Why can't we talk about it now? Or do we you talk about it now it when on? Craig comes on? Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yes, we we love Four Peaks. I enjoyed a golden, a nice golden lager this weekend after mm. a day. You know, like after a day of yep. just you're working really yep. hard, and you just God the golden, the golden lager. lager I'll it, give you that. It was a good so it was so good. Um, I've been on this golden lager train. Yeah. I know. Are you on it too? I've, that's been my beer. That's been my. It's my so good, and it was just so good at the end of the day. Um, so check out Four Peaks. Yeah, you can buy it wherever you buy your beer, and our friends of Four Peaks will be out at the M3F Music Festival March third and fourth. Grab your tickets at m3ffest.com and enjoy a Wow Wheat beer while you're there. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. All right, it's time to bring him in, the man from the mullet. It's Craig. Hello, guys. Hello, Craig. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? How are you You're Craig? making me nervous. With this. Got, got, got a low energy like the Blackhawks right now. Yeah, uh, that was not uh, their best performance, and I'm sure missing number 88 affected them. Speaking of that, did you get to talk to anybody after the game? Yeah, we talked to Andre. We talked to the guy you were just talking about, king of the game, Jack McBain. Um, he uh, he had a good chuckle about his fight, actually. <laughs> I asked him about the one blow in particular, and I think it got a rise out of the bench when when he popped the helmet off. That was, that was, that was an old-fashioned tilt there. That was something else to watch. You don't see a lot of those in hockey these days. That was just two guys going toe-to-toe, and I lost count of the punches. That was crazy. That was unreal. That was unlike some anything I've ever seen. <laughs> I also don't know if I've ever seen a fight where the guy's just like both standing up. No one even really kind of falls to the ice. They're yeah. both just like, ah, oh, we're done. We're done. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That was unreal. Show's over. It's crazy. Nothing to see here. Um, but Craig, any if obviously we've you kind of touched on it could have been a perfect night from the tank for the tank. The CHGO Blackhawks thumbnail is perfect day for the tank. Um that could have been us, yeah. but it's not what happened. But do you have any thoughts on this game in particular or just the implications of the Coyotes winning this game before we talk a little bit more trade stuff. I, I we go we go so up and down with this. I just when when I look at what the Blackhawks have left, the the lineup that they trotted out there tonight, that lineup's just not gonna win many games. That that lineup's not gonna score many goals, period. That is that's an awful team. So I mean I guess I go back to what I was thinking earlier that it's going to be really hard to overtake the Blackhawks unless the Coyotes start unloading some players, which still hasn't happened, though. You know, Nick Bukestad was obviously a scratch tonight. We'll see if a trade materializes. Obviously, there's not much time left. They're flying very soon to Dallas to play tomorrow night. Those guys could be in the lineup for another game, and then we'll see what happens right against the deadline. But, I mean, they're right in it, right? You just don't know. It just takes a couple turns for a team to win a couple games, and suddenly you've caught them again and the, and the spread is not very big between these teams, but 
that's a bad, bad Blackhawk lineup. Yeah, and you look at a guy like Max Domi may leave still, too, and his name is discussed in a few places, then what? Because he, he leads the team in goals and points. But I, I go back to what you said about this team. Right now, the Coyotes are on their way. I don't know what time it is. It's 10.08. They're probably not at the airport quite yet, but this team's going to be in the air within the hour. So... <laughs> Does it do Chikrin and Bukes that get on the plane? And I and I, I'm not saying that in jest. I mean, I'm completely serious. If you're not going to dress them, you're not going to skate tomorrow because there's no way you're going to get there in time for a morning skate. So they're not no. going to practice. There'll be no ice time. If you're just going to sit out of the game, why would you have them fly across the country when all their stuff is here if there's an impending trade? So I'm curious to, to see. And I I know you don't have the manifest of tonight's flight, but I'm just curious <laughs> to see if Bukestead and Chikrin actually get on the plane to fly to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see any point in it either. They're obviously not going to play. You're not going to put Bukestad back in the lineup. We already know Jacob Chikrin's not playing in that game, so I don't see any point in those guys traveling with the team unless, you know, a guy like Nick Bukestad just being who he is yeah. just wants to hang out with his teammates for another day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, while we're on the trade subject and the Chicago Blackhawks subject, let's talk about this big trade that went down today that involved actually involved the Arizona Coyotes because they played a role in the Patrick yeah. Kane trade. In fact, Craig, for 0.5 yeah. seconds, Patrick Kane was a member of the Arizona oh Coyotes God. today. Um, if you look at the actual paper trail of this trade, it was a Chicago to Arizona, Arizona to New York situation. And this begs the very important question, does Patrick Kane now qualify for the list of greats who is paid by the Coyotes but never actually On a technicality, played. Craig, does he count? I don't know. This is open for debate. And DP brought up, you know, a counterpoint tonight because you can say he was technically a Coyote for, I don't know, a millisecond, however long it lasted. And he was paid. He will be paid by the Coyotes. So th those are two of our key criteria. But huh. DP, I know you have. Yeah, I mean, my thing is just he didn't he played for somebody else. Like he's he, the other guys retired as Coyotes. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Kane yeah. will. I mean, I feel not necessarily that. retire as a Ranger, but um, unless he signs well, with the Coyotes, unless he retires as a Coyote, maybe never he wants say to never, yeah, Maybe he wants to join with Austin Matthew. Uh, Austin saying. Matthew, can you imagine? If he's not coming to Buffalo, yes. I'll take it. I'm just, <laughs> never so then we can never. raise the banner once he retires as a Coyote. But that, that that's my main thing is that. He I'm played with you. for someone else after, but it's still fun to think about it him is. as a as a briefly. As, Patrick Kane was a coyote. Yeah, absolutely. Ever um, so briefly, but the, the, the details of this trade. This was one of the more weird, conditional yeah, things. So <laughs> this is thank thank you to the reporters and Cap Friendly and the Puckpedias of the world for doing all the work, so we don't have to. So as part of the trade, the Coyotes take on 25% of the remaining salary on Patrick Kane's contract, which expires at the conclusion of the season. The Coyotes also for taking on that cap hit, receive the Rangers 2025 third round pick. Here's where it gets weird. The Rangers have the Dallas fourth round pick in 2025 from the Lundqvist trade. That becomes the Dallas third in 2025 if Lundqvist gets 55 points combined this year and next. If that happens, Arizona gets the better of the Rangers third and the third from Dallas that was a fourth. If not, the Coyotes get the Rangers third. Right? Like, let's talk about, <laughs> I, at some point, I, this is not the time to ask, but how did we arrive at that as the condition? 
I mean, was, was this a joke? Was it like, like my food? brain actually like, hurt reading I that. swear I don't understand it. So I, I would, <laughs> I'll just wait. Wait till the draft and they go up to the microphone like and say, the next It's pick, like that meme coyotes. with all the things yeah. on the walls that connect the dots. I have no, no idea, idea. <laughs> what that means. They got a pick out of it. Yeah, they got, they a, got a pick. So for, you know, what is it? One, 172K? I can't even remember what yeah, I got. Yeah, 170 something. Yeah, and then also one more note is the Coyotes set a player to Chicago. Craig, you have the name on the tip of your tongue because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> go ahead. Try. I want to hear it. <laughs> Vili Sariarvi? Sariarvi. 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 Okay. Not bad. Somebody asked me in Twitter why he only played the one season in Tucson and then went back to Europe and there were thoughts, oh, was it more money? No, he's just, I don't know how to say this other than he's just not NHL caliber. He would love to come back. I talked to him at the end of last season and he really wants to come back, talk to his agent, Jay Grossman, but I just, yeah, I know it wasn't going to happen for the Coyotes, and I have a hard time believing it's going to happen for the New York Rangers. Yeah, um, but the Coyotes, you mentioned it, they pay $172,432 in cash to take on the 2.625 cap hit. So basically, if you want to summarize this in a nice bow and forget about that weird thing that I just read, the Coyotes paid $172,000 for a draft pick. Yeah. To help facilitate this yep. deal and take on a cap hit that, you know, helps the Coyotes stay above the cap floor because the 2.65 million, they're not paying that. Um, that just goes toward their cap hit. But just a very interesting thing. Interesting that this is the first deal the Coyotes have been a part of at the trade deadline. Yeah. I think there's a lot of Coyotes fans kind of going, hello, like is anything yeah. going to go on here? The chicken stuff's been dragged out. Obviously, Bukestad tonight, we just don't know there's a lot of names in the mix i think everybody's kind of on edge this week um it's affecting the room i'm glad at least you know for morale for the room they got this win tonight that probably felt good but just been um it's been an interesting trade deadline for the coyotes so far yeah when you look at the team that they played tonight um that's the dream right look at the blackhawks now it's potentially seven first round picks over the next three seasons. And then they've got a lot of second and third round picks too. The Coyotes have the seconds and the thirds, but they only have one first round pick each of the next three seasons. Of course, they were hoping they could move J- Jacob Chikrin and get two more, at least get up to five, but that hasn't happened. It's when you look at what the Blackhawks have done now and, 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 and there's a, there's a key here, right? Uh, they're able to take back salary. The Blackhawks have taken back salary. The Coyotes, you know, when they do it, it's it's this minuscule amount that we talk about or the Shea Weber thing where they where they're using it really to get over the cap floor. But they can't take money back in a lot of these situations. And that's hamstringing Bill Armstrong's ability to make deals. I want people to remember that when they're like, why can't we do what Chicago is doing? Well, Chicago's GM, Kyle Davidson, has it easier than Bill Armstrong does. He doesn't have these financial challenges. It really hamstrings a GM when you can't take money back, especially as we talked about so many times in this crazy cap era where the cap has been flat for a couple seasons, a bunch of teams are bumping up against the cap. They simply can't take a player like Jacob Chikrin on without giving money back. And so if you can't find a third team to broker it, what do you do? Yeah, it it does put the Coyotes in a more difficult situation. Um, So yeah, Craig, good pointing that out because it's important to remember really quick. I might have 
said that the player the coyote sent to New York, I meant to say Chicago. So sorry if I misspoke. Um, yeah, and then also no, this is I said it too. So oh okay. Um, and then funny. <laughs> I was thinking this, the same thing. Yeah, and then funny comment from blatantly asinine. OMG, Lee had already forgotten about the epic trade of Coyote's legendary blue liner Dyson Mayo. You're right. I did forget. I did forget about that trade as well. So the two moves, two moves the Coyotes have made um, ahead of this trade deadline. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the trade deadline too much other than the trade deadline's on Friday. The big pieces have been traded over the last three or four days. There's more trades than I ever remember this early, this fast and furious. But to sit there and, as a Coyote observer and watch the Coyotes fans watch this and go, wait, 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 wait huh? Because like, he's going where? Like, all I do is keep saying, okay, another defenseman to Toronto. They picked up three defensemen in the last 48 hours, and one of them is not Jacob Chikrin. Edmonton Oilers pick up a, a defenseman that's not Jacob Chikrin. So the, the places where we thought he may be going are changing. And I know L.A. is really hot and heavy. That's what we're hearing. And we heard Edmonton was hot until this morning, and now that cooled. Those The window's starting to close. So I, I, I'm not concerned yet. But ah, the suitors just aren't there like they were a few days ago because people are losing their patience, especially in the East. So we'll see how this all ends up. Yeah, but it was interesting to see with all the moves today how that affects yeah. the landscape and the moves the Coyotes can pa possibly make because for every trade that happens, you think, well, that was somewhere this player was rumored to go. Well, now they're, they're not going. There's no way they're going there, like Edmonton, like Toronto. So And, and as we look in the West... The West is like crickets in terms of yeah. buyers. It's like yeah, what's left out there? anyway, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. Edmonton made a big move, but what's yeah, what's LA doing? Is LA going to do something? Is Vegas going to do something more? What's Colorado going to do? You're still waiting for the, all those shoes to drop, and of course, there's still Carolina, right? The the Hurricanes really haven't done anything major yet either. So there's there's definitely still some possibilities aside from the teams that aren't even in the playoff mix that we've heard as possible destinations for Jacob Chickren as well, like Columbus or Ottawa. Ottawa's creeping back into the playoff spot, or even St. Louis. Yeah, I, I guess time will tell, and that's why we sit here and just wait. And I know Craig will be here live if it's middle of the night. I'm not coming, but... I mean, yeah, if it's the middle of the night, we're not, we're not driving we're down not? here, no. Okay. Like, the Suns crew got out of bed yeah, for no. the Kevin Durant trade. No. But if it was a massive trade like that, you'd yeah, get maybe. out of bed. I, I guess the concern, and that's why you look at a guy like Nick Bukestead, where his money is different, his role is different, and that's a piece we've always said that that's going to be easier to move. The ask isn't two firsts or the equivalent thereof. The, the ask for Bukestead's a second or a third. Much more palatable. The dollars going in and out are much different. He fits different roles. So when he's out of the lineup, I have, would have to believe. When they took Chickren out, I said this isn't imminent. When they take Bukestead out of the lineup, I have to think something's imminent. Yeah. And then we'll see about Goss Despair, who sh you should remember, too, with, with Goss Despair, again, they got him for nothing, and they got a second-round pick. <laughs> so they've already cashed in a bit on Shane Goss Despair. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll stay, stay tuned. We'll stay on top of it. Stay yeah. tuned, because it'll be uh, here. As always. As always, yep. we will we will for sure discuss it um, as we go forward. Another game tomorrow. We'll see who makes the trip. We'll see who's in the lineup, and we'll see if there's anybody new in the lineup tomorrow night. You never know. A lot can go down in 24 hours, as we know. Craig, anything else you want to touch on before we let you go? Nah, I'll see you guys tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have something more to talk about. Yep. All right, Craig. Thanks, and drive We're all safe. here tomorrow, aren't we? We are. In the studio. Yeah.
Huh. Yep. Dinner, dinner on Craig. <laughs> uh, Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. See yeah. you tomorrow. Um, definitely check out Craig's article, by the way, yeah. today on the human side of the trade deadline. It really got me in my feels. Yeah. Um, but it's so important to remember that, you know, as we all sit here thinking, why aren't there any trades? Like these are real people's yeah. lives. So honestly, it's better for everyone if nobody gets traded on, for the coyotes themselves. But obviously, that's just not how this works. Um, but for those who do come here, if they need to get new furniture for their empty apartment that they get on the fly, they can check out more furniture. I have never spent more time scrolling furniture, like more furniture's website I than I have recently. Moving. You, most people know by now that I just moved. Um, I still need a lot of stuff. And thank goodness for more. Like, thank goodness I've already gotten two things from there. Uh, I have more to go. I just need to go actually in person this weekend so check out more furniture you can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com that's m-o-r furniture.com you can get the white glove delivery which is really nice stress-free moving is as stress as stressful as it is stressful let them let them do the hard part um and just deliver it for you all set up so you don't have to stress um pd did you have any pickums going on underdog tonight I know I, you've kind of been on a little slide. I've been on, and it's not even a slide. It's I don't know if it's hubris, but I but I got to take the insurance because I get four out of five. I know fairly consistently. I will say my bread and butter in the highers and lowers is in pitch counts, and and it's coming, buddy. Have you watched any? I know you're no. probably glued to the TV watching um, spring training baseball. I have, buddy. That game, those games are buzzing. Really? Like they go so fast. I like I was watching the Twins game today. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was the Royals game today, and a pitcher got called on the pitch count thing. And you're like, what? You're like, yeah, this thing is just we're flying through games. D-Bass played a two-hour and four-minute game. Are you in a baseball two hours game? And four minutes. It was yes, flawless. please, it was more flawless. So so higher and lower on pitchers. So we know pitch count so, is my jam. So we know when that when it comes around, you're yes. going to be giving out the pickums. Yes. Okay. So I will if, be if higher lower pickums on pitcher pitch count. In if you're less than a month, if you're interested in participating in the baseball side oh, yes. of underdog fantasy, check it out. You can also play daily fantasy with baseball. I couldn't even fathom managing a season long fantasy baseball team. No. There's Buddy, so many games. 162. You can't do it. Can't that's what it. daily fantasy is Can't literally perfect yes. for this sort of thing. Yes. So check out underdog fantasy, play the pickup game, play daily fantasy, MLB, NBA, NHL, anything you can name. It's on underdog and it's super easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with the promo code PHNX and underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. All right. A couple other things to talk about before we get out of here. First of all, I saw it in the chat way earlier don't you don't need to find it john uh, robert said he thought the uh, I, I forget if he said the t-shirt or the jersey the, the black excellence night jerseys were really really cool so he bought one on his way out we got to see them did in the, person did the, were they selling the jerseys or just t-shirts well i think they were selling the they t-shirts. were they were selling the t-shirts and they auctioned off okay t-shirts. so robert probably well, we bought, already saw Cassie robert bought a seven yeah. yeah so um but we have is- a photo of what the warm-up jerseys look like and these were so sick and seeing them on the ice first of all veggie black pads black gloves black everything and these Uh, it looks like we have breaking news oh gavrikov to la Uh Uh uh-oh that might have some implications for that uh, might have some implications let's see stay hold please 
It's not on my TSN ticker. Elliot Freeman, Luke says. Yes, with um, with LA and Columbus working on a Corpus Solo and Gavrikov deal, where it is one of the pieces in return will be Jonathan Quick. Whoa. Ah! Wow. wow. Legends. Legends leaving teams. Wow. Elliot Friedman. Oh, my God. Rumblings around tonight around the LA Kings and they're interested in Corpus, Corpus Allo and Gavrikov. <gasps> Corpus Allo to the Kings and quick to Columbus. Wow. When I, we, we, yeah. Sorry, wow. we're all, pro we're clearly processing in person. But, but again, it goes back later, to, you're probably like, no, So dog. now you're sitting there looking at the Jacob Chicken stuff and it's just defenseman after defenseman is going and those defensemen are not named Jacob Chicken and they're all to the teams that he's rumored to go to. If this is, if this, and Elliot Friedman is, is an outstanding reporter and you believe what he's got laying first down. First round pick will also be involved. Corpusalo and Gavrikov, like. And if a first round pick is involved, if the Kings giving that away, then, then the, where's the first round pick they're going to pay for, for Chikrin? Yeah, there is no Chikrin deal if Gavrikov's going to LA. Oh my goodness. Because three hours ago, Darren Drager tweeted, Bill Armstrong is back to the drawing board working on landing spots for Chikrin. The Oilers and Coyotes were in deep as late as this morning before Ken Holland cut bait and reset his focus on Ekholm and the deal. Which he got and he's done. Yeah, so then we can, okay, admission set aside. But now LA possibly now set aside. Petey, who's left for Jacob Chikrin? Uh, I, I've heard rumored again, Toronto's still not done, and they're trying to figure out a way to still get Jacob Trickett, even though they have nine defensemen on their roster right now. I, I don't know where else he goes. Unless, to Craig's point, he goes to one of those two teams we talked about earlier, like a Columbus or um, an Ottawa. I don't yeah. know. And, and as people are pointing so, out in the comments, this is only going to help Columbus in their tank battle. Yeah, yeah I, I maybe. And this way, if Jonathan Quick goes place for Columbus with no pressure, facing forty shots a night, I don't know. But like the kid can still kick him. I, I don't know. I I'm more concerned of this is a team we've been saying since last June has to dismantle through the trade deadline. Has to. And as of yet, they've traded Dyson Mayo. That is not dismantling your roster. So as the trade market heats up in days in advance, which is abnormal what happens to your big pieces and what happens to your smaller pieces like man i don't want to say time's running out but the jacob chicken trade to me is is not imminent i don't, well, okay, I don't know so somebody said if la is truly acquiring gavrikov the Pittsburgh, path yeah. is clear for the jets to acquire chicken wow. wow i i think blatantly so, asinine pittsburgh is is hot for him like the, the, the coaching staff really wants to add jacob chicken we'll see yeah. Wow. Well, thank wow. you. Who I forget who it was who broke that in our chat. Um, I want to give them credit. Michael. It was Michael. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for wow. for that. That wow. is interesting. But again, it's just it's it's how those trades affect the Arizona Coyotes. It's not so much yeah. what's happening to LA or Columbus. It's well, that affects yeah, the chicken exactly. trade. Exactly. Exactly. And that's so, what you need to look at when you're watching all these things. How does it affect Arizona? Yeah. We will see. We'll obviously talk more about this tomorrow because it's it's 1030. These guys are working overtime, these insiders. So we'll, I'm sure we'll see it all go through tomorrow and really know. So we'll talk about that more on the postgame show and see what moves, if any, Arizona makes tomorrow. So fascinating, fascinating stuff. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to circle back around, okay. skirt back on the tracks. Yes. Um, I just want to finish talking about the Black sure. Excellence jerseys, because yes. they were very cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we saw them in person. We saw the designer. Really cool, really cool way, um, you know, for the Black Excellence Night, a black designer 
uh, the shirts were unbelievable. You can purchase them. Sean and I are trying to get our hands on them. Uh, they're really, really sick. So these were really cool. Um, and but I don't know, a little a little more work the Coyotes can do, I think, on making Black Excellence Night a little bit more substantial. I think the partnership with, you know, Black Designer is a great first step in reaching, you know, maybe a wider audience. But I'm going to let, if you want, Sean, you can say no. I'm going to let Sean speak to this because he has obviously a little bit different of a perspective than you and I. Just just a little bit. Um, yeah. I, first off, I think the jerseys are, are dope. And if you don't like them, I mean... It's fine. Not everyone can have style. It's okay. Um, (laughs) You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Um, So that was cool. Um, I mean, it's it's a little funny the way it's the last day of Black History Month to do all this. Um, And as I have mentioned, it was a little disappointing because if you showed up after puck drop, you really wouldn't have known that it was Black Excellence Night. Um, I don't know what they did during the second intermission because that's when we left. So I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. But from puck drop to when we left... They didn't really do anything. So that was disappointing. Um, but I will say, um, I mean, I, most of y'all probably know, there was a conversation to be had in the Discord today about about all of this. I always, I'm going to say, I, I mean, I got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> first off, just because something is designed by a black designer and is trendy does not mean it's gangster. Um, so there's that. That was said, and that's bullshit. Um, secondly, um, there's a comment made about how we need to have uh, uh, where, where's Hispanic Excellence Night and all that stuff. First off, the Coyotes had an entire Hispanic Heritage Month celebration. They had the Los Yotes jerseys. So, I mean, you're not paying any attention. You're just racist and you don't want to admit it. And that's fine. I wouldn't want to admit it either if I was racist. Um, but all was, uh, a point that a lot of people are trying to make was that what does this actually do? All was, I will say is that I grew up in Buffalo, New York, as you probably know. Um, and I don't know that I am into hockey the way that I am if I don't look up on my screen and look and see Mike Greer playing for the Sabres. Um, Jerome McGinley was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, I mean, obviously, Ray Emery was a big rival with the Buffalo Sabres growing up, eventually seeing PK Subban, all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not here without, or I don't have this love for hockey without those guys. So representation is super important. Um, and if you disagree, kindly fuck yourself. <laughs> and also, I, I just want to clarify this because I, I tweeted it out. I didn't delete because I don't delete tweets. But um, I did not know that the Chicago Blackhawks cheer during the national anthem. It was definitely a little bit of, of a bad look for the, the mullet crowd, the way that they cheered for the national anthem directly off of um, off of Lift Every Voice, the Black National Anthem. Um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But I, I do appreciate... Um, the Coyotes for at least having that song sang. It was dope. Um, my big takeaway from the night is it seemed very, uh, it seemed like lip service, very gimmicky. I, I have a hard time believing that it was coincidence that the NHL's one black ref was co- was refereeing this night. Um, they sang that song and then they didn't really acknowledge it again. Uh, you know, you got 80, or I guess 41 other home games or 40 other home games you could do this and you didn't do it. Um, and it just seems like bullshit. And I think what happened in the Discord tonight proved that there's a lot, a long way to go in hockey. Um, but I do want to say, and I mentioned this to Leah about a week or two ago, that generally speaking, I so very much appreciate the Coyotes fan base and specifically the PHNX Coyotes fan base um, because... Up until today, I have never once felt that I wasn't accepted or that I didn't belong here, and I very much appreciate that because from when I grew up, I went to a very large hockey school, a lot of very 
conservative Catholic boys, and it was never that accepting. And it was very difficult growing up. And I very much, I very much love hockey. Um, but it is it is tough at times going to the mullet and looking around and being the only black person there. So I do very much appreciate how accepting and supportive a lot of mo vast majority of y'all have been. Um, it means more to me than I can put into words, and I just I very much appreciate you. End scene. Great. Thanks. Well said, Sean. And it's just yeah, it's important to get yeah. Sean's perspective on that. It is. I I don't experience it the way Sean does. So Sean, thank you for your two cents and. You know, I think tonight it was it was a step in the right direction on behalf of the Coyotes. Obviously, everyone can do better, but that's you know part of the yep. hockey is for everyone yep. initiative. So we will um, continue to follow that. And Sean, you mentioned Mike Greer, now the GM of the San Jose yep. Sharks, and San Jose is currently up one nothing on the Montreal Canadiens. Speaking of black excellence, I just want to say that it's fucking awesome that Mike Greer is the GM of an NHL team and his brother is the GM of an NFL team. That, that does go awesome. crazy. Them that does go crazy. And the Sabans, black excellence to a T. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Uh, Malcolm Saban, currently a Buffalo Sabres, or I guess Rochester Americans goalie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, keeping track of that, um, that could be great. If that game even goes to overtime and San Jose great. wins, even better, because Montreal, they're, yep, they're, they're sneaking, they're in sneaking there. by. They're sneaking in that area. We just want to keep them far, far away. We already talked about the night it could have been for the tank. It wasn't. It's fine. We'll move on. Yes. But let's see what's ahead. For the Coyotes, in the meantime, the March schedule only gets more Seriously. unforgiving. I saw Lindsay Fry um, in the women's <sighs> room in the on the media floor. Yes. We were washing our hands, and she said, "Oh, like I just have." Well, we have to go get on a plane right now and and go to Dallas and then come back and play on Friday. Oh. And and I said to her, I was like, you know, I was even stressing that it's a back to back. I forgot about the fact that you're all yeah. getting on a plane right now. So just brutal, um, kind of throwing that away game in the middle of this. Otherwise, kind of a homestand because they're home Friday against Carolina. That's going to be a crazy one. They're home Sunday against New Jersey. New Jersey has been, you know, is a playoff Fire. team. Tuesday against St. Louis home. Thursday against Nashville home. And then on the road in Colorado defending Stanley Cup champions. So, boy, howdy. Yeah, and here's it's a tough saying. one. We, we talk a lot about the tank. If you don't think they're going to get some L's in this little stretch, like Dallas, like they're not, they're literally not on a plane yet. They're not. They they get the t the plane will take off at eleven o'clock tonight. It'll be eleven o'clock departure. That's a two hour plus flight, and a time zone change. Well, buddy, <laughs> like like when do you think they're gonna go to bed? And they play tomorrow. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Dallas is pretty good. So that's gonna be a tough one. And then then you get home late the next night, and you get sleep a few hours, and then you get to play the Carolina Hurricanes, the Oh, and by the way, it's the trade deadline on Friday. Oh, yeah. So everyone's going to sleep really great on Thursday Can you night. imagine? Not. Going, you're going to go to the rink in the morning. By the way, League, and we need to tell Craig to tell Gary Bettman this, no more games on trade deadline day. That's just absolutely asinine. Please. What are you doing? Like, that's just, like, honestly, and it's not fair to literally the players, the teams, the coaches. The travel people. The tra yeah, so fair. <laughs> so don't have games on that day anymore. Please. Day off. It's trade deadline day. No more games. I agree. Just that's, it's just not fair. It's just not there are going to be teams that are going to have problems rostering 20 players. Yep. And not everyone has the luxury of having their AHL yes. team an hour and a half drive away. So just saying. Um, only, only winning franchises like the Arizona Coyotes and the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. I'm still waiting for the Arizona 
Buffalo Saber Stanley Cup. So, quick side note: I won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but I have been doing an NHL franchise, yes. NHL Twenty Three, with the Buffalo Sabers. Um, completely accidentally, it just so happens that I met the Coyotes in the Twenty Twenty Six Stanley Cup Finals, as I have been, been predicting for years. Joke. Get it in the um, universe, buddy. But not only that. Um, a, I'm sure many Coyotes fans will be happy to hear that at this point in the mythical future, um, Lawson Krause is wearing the captaincy. Um, <laughs> I also earlier on in that season had traded Sabres captain Kyle Ocposo to the Arizona Coyotes. And it was crazy that we met in the finals because he got in a fight with Owen Power. Wow. Uh, it was I don't know if it's like if it's his Wheel of Fantasy dream crazy. or if this is no, real. The Sabres won in seven, so yeah. I don't know how happy I'll be about that. But um, it was pretty crazy that that all happened and the thing was is the, the goats still had nobody it was still schmaltz and keller and kraus and yeah, Melka. Like, they all got him there so why i not? love it so much but, don't laugh and, and i i guess as a hockey fan and you look at the buffalo sabers and the buffalo sabers are exactly what the arizona coyotes hope to be yeah ottawa senators are what the coyotes hope to be i think sabers in ottawa and even to some extent, Detroit, those three teams are about two to three years. Buffalo's probably three years ahead of where Arizona is, where their draft picks are drafted, developed, and now playing. And that's where Arizona hopes to be when they're looking at Logan Cooley and Dylan Gunther and this year's draft pick. And you want to be Buffalo in three years because we joke about Buffalo a lot. But if you watch that team in that roster, they're sprinkling with some veterans. I don't love their goaltending. Anuka Pekalukanen can kick them. But but right now with, with Anderson, he's... We'll see if he can handle the day in and day out of the playoffs. But they've got veteran players sprinkled in that bring leadership, and they've got young talent. And I tell you what, that team maybe makes the playoffs this year. Maybe. But if they don't this year, they're going to make it next year. And look out when they start doing it, because I think it's a perennial team. But again, the point of that is, is that's what Arizona wants to be. Get high draft picks, develop them, play them together, and make a playoff run for extended years. Not just one and done. Yeah, I will say, all I'll say right now is that the Sabres have like four of the top 20 players under 22 years old. Four. Um, yeah, Dylan Cousins, Delene, Owen Power. Um, somebody. Oh, Dylan Cousins. Um, and they're all. You said Dylan Cousins. You said oh, it twice. Delene, but it counts like two players. Power. Tage. Cousins. Tage. You didn't say Tage. Tage doesn't count. He's not under 22. Oh. Um, maybe it's just three then. But yeah, at least Cousins and Tage and I think Delene are all signed a long-term contract. Yeah. So. It, like you said, it is. It's not. Yep. It's not one and done. Like they, they've got Andrew years made a good of this. point. Tim, Tim Thomas carried the Bruins. Um, yeah. And you just you need you don't need great goaltending on a great team. You need good goaltending on a great team. And I think we talked about Darcy Kemper's performance last year with Colorado. You never know. Yep. You just got to get in. Just got to get in. And the Coyotes are not getting in. No, but they've still been fun to watch as of late, and they're home a lot in the month of March. So if you want to go see yes. them in person at the Mullet, I saw my you friend. Get tickets. I saw my friend at Mullet. Did you? He got tickets for standing room only. Really? Um, on the Game Time app. It was his first time at Mullet this season. Game Time app? Yeah. Hmm. So it was great to see him. Shout out to Sam if you're watching. Um, but you can also buy your tickets on the Game Time app, and you can save up to 60%. When you buy those tickets last minute. So check out Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in our description. PD, you weren't here today in midday. No, I was not. But I will tell you, nothing is better than when you're hungry, you've been working, and all of a sudden you look up and boxes of pizza are coming into there the is office. Mountain Mike's Pizza does that for us. There were mountains of pizza today. There were mountains of pizza, and it was really funny. They sent a mini pineapple pizza as a joke for Derek, who despises pineapple on pizza. 
I just so happen to love pineapple on pizza. This might be a very hot, controversial take, but as a Canadian where the Hawaiian pizza originated, I love pineapple on pizza. And I ate that Mountain Mike's, the whole mini Mountain Mike's uh, pineapple pizza today. So I think Hawaiian pizza is dog shit. And that makes sense that it's from Canada. Um, but pineapple on pizza is amazing. I'm just not a ham guy. There pizza. wasn't even oh. ham on this. Yeah, that's a, a good pineapple pizza. I'm here for it. Amazing. Amazing. So if you want to try Mountain Mike's pizza, you don't have to get pineapple you if you don't, don't want. Um, head on over to mountainmikespizza.com or go to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. And as a reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher to Mountain Mike's oh. upon signing up. So there's tons of perks to being a diehard, and there that is one of them. One last thing before we head out, we got to pull up the punch card, see where we are. One Another win on this line. I think is four still four the most. Is, four is still the most. So in the next three games, they can only win one, and the next three were Dallas, Carolina, New Jersey. And I, eh. Eh. you know what, Leah? Because I, I, I can tell we're segueing. When we get to the punch card, we are just about done. Oh, but I keep forgetting about but your you, keys. So can we talk about the keys? <laughs> can we talk about the keys? Sorry. Yes. So, because this, well, we're gonna be, we're gonna pull back the curtain briefly because you're trying to get through the show and go home. So I'm not gonna let you. We're gonna pull back <laughs> the curtain a little bit. I, I literally come up with the keys. I research shit. I go through it, game he notes. He doesn't just pull this out of no, nowhere. No, I go through game notes and statistics, and I look shit up, and I get you the keys in the morning. True or not true? True. True. I, a matter of fact, I technically today I went and checked. It was 9:38 a.m. for those that were keeping track. But she usually, when I say she, I mean Leah, usually tweets them out from the beat account because they don't trust me with the beat account, <laughs> the, the, the password. So I can't do it. Can't. I wouldn't know how anyway. But I can't. But she usually do it an hour and a half before. Yes, but, an but hour to an hour. An hour and, and a half. half. Right. And I go, gosh, it's five minutes to puck drop and it's still not there. So I got a little concerned. And I say, I hate to say something about the keys. Like We can stop doing the keys. No, I love but, but now People it's, like the this keys. is two shows in a row. I'm just wondering if there's more to this. <laughs> I, if, I, if I don't, I feel like the show before that you didn't do them at all. Like I feel we, like there's, there no, was I did the one same show thing. with no keys at all, though. Yeah, oh, there was one okay, without okay, none okay. because yeah, I didn't get to it. Couldn't do them that day. But but the last show on this show, I did do them, and we had to pull them after the. I punch even card. I literally have it in our rundown too. And we had a conversation at Mullet about, about forgetting PD's keys. <sighs> okay, so let's look at the keys. Yeah, see it, how they did. It's like, I'm like, I'm like a pouty box. kid now. I was like, I don't even want to do them now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. See, I thought that was clever too. Tie up Domi. I know, it was Tie great. Domi. It was good. <sighs> Apple, all of them. Apple turnover. Yeah, Max Domi did nothing. And he was, he's their best player all year. Tied him up, didn't do nothing. Nothing. Apple turnovers. They, last game, they struggled with turnovers through the blue lines. Didn't do it. Ding. That's two. Stay out of the box. They, they did. They did. Well, they gave two penalties, but gave up nothing. Yeah. And with the goals they've been giving up while shorthanded are absolutely horrific. So that's three for three. And what happens when you're three for three? You win. You win. It's not. It's See, not a it's, mystery. It's actually kind of fun to it's do. It's literally keys at not the end. a mystery. It's kind of fun to do the keys at the end. It is. Then we can look oh, back. I'm okay if we do it at the end. Just don't forget me. I'm sorry. Is there anything else you would like to add <sighs> no. before we head out? No, but I. Thank you for letting me do that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Validated. <laughs> um, everybody watching us live, listening later on audio or on YouTube, we appreciate you. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. There's always a ton of stuff going on. We got the Suns crew covering Katie's 
eventual start with the Suns. We got the Cardinals crew out in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. d is out at spring training. There's just mm-hmm. always something going on. We're always covering it. So subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and become a diehard at gophnx.com. Also, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, like, leave us a review, PHNX Coyotes. And lastly, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow at Craig S. Morgan for all the latest trade things. For non-trade things, but just for fun commentary, you can follow Amiti at S. Peter me at Leah Merrill, Sean at Sean underscore DePaz. And lastly, you can follow our beat account at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. We will be back tomorrow night after the Coyotes play the Dallas Stars. But until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll see you tomorrow.